Howdy, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the 307 Podcast. Uh, if you're listening on audio, thank you so much for tuning in. What's up, YouTube? If you're watching live on YouTube, are we up, Blake? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, we're, we're up, up live on YouTube. YouTube, did you guys see that new banner Blake created for the channel? Good job, tech guy. Thanks, man. You know, <laughs> Good it just... job. You got the award of the week, most valuable player. Well, you know, it's your idea. All I do is just make things, just go in and do the. Well, that's about all. Pushing. That's about all I'm good for is coming up with good ideas. Well, at least you showed up, Team PT today. What do they call people like me? A, a visionary, dreamer, a dreamer, pontificator. Oh, uh-huh, okay. Yeah, dreamers have to be surrounded by doers, or else the dreams never come true. It's not right. So, Blake gets award of the week. Uh, Best best employee of the week award. Chili gets best employee of the month award. Blake's technically not an employee. He's yeah, he is. A, he's an owner in the business. No, nah, we're right? all just employees. We all just work for this thing called Three Hundred Seven Project. We all just work for the government, actually. <laughs> Chili gets best award uh, employee of the month for coming up with the idea of truck talk. Truck talks have really been doing well. Yep, they have. On YouTube. Why do why do those I don't understand it. I really don't. How how does that how do those videos do well? It's literally me sitting in my truck with my cell phone talking about whatever is on my mind that day. There's no editing, there's no microphones, there's no nothing. He's fishing for compliments. No, really. no, butter I, him up. Don't no, give away any secrets. I, I'm, really. I'm really, I'm really interested in, in maybe YouTube. If you guys are watching, why do you guys like the truck talk so much? Because before, man, we put so much effort into producing, you know, videos and edits and stuff like that, and and uh, it seems like people just want simple, to the point, short form stuff. I mean, how'd you come up with that, man? Oh, don't ask me why it works. Ask the people who watch, man. It's brought, you know, they're brought to you by me, but inspired by Chili. I start every mm. one with that. Well, they said <laughs> so. on here that um, it's honest opinions from someone we trust. Uh, people like the word truck. <laughs> <laughs> Rough, raw, and real. I uh, think I came up with the name Truck Talk. Chili, you wanted to call it Car Talk. And I said, how about truck talk? And you said, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, Chili yeah. has a car. Well, that's true. Well, yours is a car, too. Exactly. I mean. Oh, yeah. You're, no, you're, just, calling, you're just calling what's a car a truck. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> it does sound better. I just, I yeah. was, was going to be more honest, you know. Because he's been doing the Toyota or the Suburban. Yeah, one, one's a truck. One time he did one in my truck. <laughs> he actually did a truck talk in a truck. But the purpose of the truck talk was to slam my truck. Yeah. So, that it could be called SUV talk, sport <laughs> utility vehicle talk. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> like that. Well, that, that, ring was, to it. that was all Chili's idea. Rest employee of the month. You That's got curveball. That's curveball, son. For the people that are not on YouTube watching this live, <laughs> I don't know what kind of sign language just happened between Chili and Chad, but it was we just freaking got a, weird. We just got it a comment. Weird. Anthony H., he wants to know when they're going to be able to buy the overalls that you got on. Don't you worry about that, Anthony. Don't you worry about that. You just stand by, buddy. 
You and a few others will be thrilled. Um, uh, yeah. Team, okay. Somebody said something about Team PT this morning. You guys like to know what Team PT was. Well, Blake sent a message last night saying, meet up. We're going to do repeach up the uh, HOD FR. H-O-D-F-R, and I said, oh, well, okay, well, we'll probably run up down it two times or something. That joker w- drug me up and down that thing three times, man. Well, look, if I said repeat, how's a drink, repeat, then that's one, right? Because you're doing it twice, but if you say repeats, that's multiple times. That you, so at least three, you got to figure. So it was three laps. You go up the mountain and back down the mountain. It's two and a half miles up, two and a half miles down. I didn't have no food, barely had any water. Uh, Chili got struck with a terrible poo. Good gosh, man. And I had some of those expandable paper. Uh, Blake had some. Blake had had everything. I didn't even have any toilet paper because I thought I was going to have to get get off on a poo, too. I said, man, I hope you got some paper towels in there. He said, I don't I got these things, and it's these little tablets that you can just drip some water on. Tablets? Yeah, and they blow up like a turn into a full. Did that work, Chili? Oh, it got the job done. Did it really? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. I don't know if it worked as it as it was designed to work, but it got the job done. So it Chili, was sufficient. Chili bummed bummed one of these things off of me. So I hand him. The, you mean off of Blake? Off of Blake, and then off of me. No, Blake gave them to me. And then oh. I gave one to Chili. And I hand him over the pack. And it's actually a little pack that Justin Sheely designed, like a little poo pack. It's got a rubber glove in it, and it's got three of those little expandable oh, paper. Poo pack. It's really a good idea if, if he would pursue it. Um, I know what you're about to say about me, too, and I'm so I hand have to him push the back pack, a little bit. And he literally doesn't have enough finger strength <laughs> to open the Ziploc <laughs> top. He's freaking chewing the top off of the dang pack. Incorrect. And I'm like, do you know the difference in finger strength and dexterity? I don't have any dexterity, man. But my fingers are stronger than your fingers are. I'd put money down on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll play you, We'll play well, yeah. freaking Thumb War I, live on YouTube and see who wins that. Do it anytime you want. I'll arm wrestle you. I'll thumb wrestle you. I'll just... I requested that video I'll sit there and YouTube. just push you hands You really think you. you could beat me in arm wrestle? I think I could beat you in anything that deals with any sort of strength. Can you please thumb wrestle, though, first? Like yeah. three sets. We'll, we'll do a, we'll do a YouTube video for you guys of me and Chili doing a Thumb War... And also an arm wrestling, I'll show you guys. But he doesn't even have enough finger strength to open a freaking Ziploc bag, and he's challenging me to a thumb war. Finally, <laughs> it's, it's, I said, dex- it's dexterity, man. Finally, I'm going to have trouble with the thumb war, too, because I got small thumbs, but the arm wrestle I'd do better at. Wait, Fine. let me see your thumb. It's small. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, look how small. What is wrong with your thumb, it really dude? It's it, small. Yeah, it is small, but you know what? It's not the only thing that's small. Um, How hey, would you know? Huh? <laughs> No, I was talking about I was oh. talking about his uh, oh, you, his bicep muscle. You, you gonna um you, you, you're asking for hey, it. Hey, so dude. I told him I said, look, I'm gonna give you the what for. Here I in a said, bit. look, dummy, take your fabric on your shorts and use that fabric to to give you some textured grip. 
to open this thing up. <laughs> so across this so table, I, I keep the watching floor, him. Boy. <laughs> and he, he makes sure he turns away from me so I can't see him doing what I told him to do. I didn't do that. But he did what I told him to do, and he finally got it open. It's kind of like how he's the one who supplied the towelettes, but it was actually Blake. Well, that's odd because I didn't use my shorts for that. Chili's come a long ways, though, man. He's he's come a long ways. How strange is that? I didn't even use my... Give him a shoulder (laughs) rub, baby. I don't ever know what to believe when he's telling a story about one of you two. Or me. Well, that wasn't true. I mean, that's odd there. Because that's not even what happened. But I did get it open because I finally dried my hands enough on my shorts. And then I got some dexterity back and could do it. But Boo, his thumb really is really small. Yeah, well, let's let's divert our attention off of that and let's <laughs> focus on what really matters here. And that's that Chad's full of crap. When we do our YouTube video of me and Chili doing thumb wars. and You're a uh, liar and you got weak fingers. Arm wrestling. <laughs> The thumbnail is just going to be a picture of Chili's little stubby thumb. <laughs> a picture of his thumbnail. You're a filthy, yep. you're a filthy liar with weak fingers. <laughs> and other than that, on Team PT, um, yes, I beat everyone. On, I think all three, all three laps up, made it to the top before everyone else. Well, you all, you you didn't show up to the last Team PT, so you had plenty of rest. Yeah, y'all were rough on me last week, man. What was wrong with you? <sighs> Are you in a better mood? You seem in a better way. You were a little soft last week. Like uh, my estrogen your... must have been a little high. We yeah. can't we can't afford many more weeks like that. Yeah, you used talking about plants, how much you like plants, <laughs> and you're not gonna eat meat you know, anymore. I was I it was interesting because I don't think any I didn't see anyone share last week's ec- episode episode of the podcast. You know, Did anyone share that episode? I don't know. I wonder if anybody that was even listening and not watching on YouTube picked up what was even happening. I didn't pick up what was happening. You seem well, other than you being off. Talking about, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure they could pick up that you were off. Yeah. Okay. Well, How I'm would back. they not? I'm, I'm back, and I'm glad to be back. And I beat everybody on Team PT this morning. Blake, you were a little slow. What was going on with you, Bubba? Oh, I was just, you know, being more a little more sustainable. Okay. Were we racing? Sus- I mean, being sustainable is not what gets you fit, Bubba. Well, it's worked a little wh- for a little while. You know, you got to go for it, all right? We weren't really racing anyways, but... I, I now, beat you. If I hadn't gave you uh, what you needed to get through it, you'd have been back down there flopping around like a fish <laughs> out of water with dang, no toilet paper, no water. He would have no been water. breaking into one of those buildings to try yeah. to find somewhere to go. And, and, and sucking on that Zen pouch. <laughs> and, and y'all might not know this, but I'm I'm just gonna praise myself a little bit more here because it pisses all y'all off that listen. Um, after Team PT, you know, he was hungry. Son. Every week I perform a selfless act for my team after Team PT. I I make sure that we have all the necessary ingredients. No, we, you just started doing that. We yesterday. go back home. And Normally, I, I make sure there's all the necessary ingredients. And, and, I per, and I prepare a bountiful feast for my team <laughs> to make sure that they're recovered well. It was to, a bounty. To make sure that they show up to the podcast well. I, I care about my team, man. man. And so, you know, if you mm. are the leader of a team and you don't, <laughs> you don't take the time to cook a meal and serve your team every now and then, 
you might want to think about doing that. Old right? Chad, you know, he's he's real strong. He's a great speaker. Also he's got fast. he's got weak fingers. <laughs> Chad. He's, a, he's a filthy liar and he's humble. <laughs> <laughs> All wrapped into one. The total package. He's quite the dude. What he's is humbly it? proud, isn't he? <laughs> With all humility, I am the best. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> hey, YouTube, are y'all glad to have me back this week, man? I hope so. Um, back in rare form. Hey, what's this episode titled, anyways? Was it titled? What what's is it? it what's it, it titled, Blake? End up getting titled. Why is Chad not wearing deodorant? Okay, all right. We'll get. I think Biscuit has some. Stuff on that here in a minute. If uh, <laughs> we'll get into that here in a minute. If y'all wear master of segways. <laughs> if y'all wear deodorant, by the way, you're just a straight puss. Can I say something real no, quick? We got to talk so, about hoist. All right. This episode, <laughs> I'm gonna kill it. Is brought to you by our partner Hoist, our hydration partner. We've been using Hoist going on. Man, it seems like a long time. What's yeah. almost two years, maybe. So we've been using hoist for a long time. We've put it through the paces. I've taken it out on multiple hard efforts since I'm the only one that really puts in any hard efforts. I have tested it to the max, all right? It keeps you going longer. It tastes good. It's easy on your stomach. Uh, it's made in the USA. It doesn't have any preservatives. It has everything you need in it to fuel you. So if you get outside and you work hard and you sweat and... You know, you're losing fluid. Try some hoist out. See how it works for you. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Uh, you can actually tell when you drink this stuff. You get really sweaty. You get a little dehydrated. You'll start craving hoist. I do anyways. You'll crave it. And that's how you know that it has some. it's replacing something in you that you need. Your body's an amazing designed machine it craves things that it that it needs and so i really crave this stuff when i'm out on a hard effort amazing people behind the brand they've been awesome partners and if it wasn't if it was not for our partners like hoist we wouldn't be able to do the show all right we, it, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort yep. and a lot of that going y'all y'all think y'all don't think it cost money to do stuff like this i see y'all man y'all think that we're just a bunch of people just sitting around here look there's probably ten thousand dollars worth of equipment in this in this little studio right here just to film and live broadcast this show so our partners make that possible check them out at uh drinkhoist.com you won't be disappointed i can guarantee you that and the other people that bring the show to you is our Patreon members. We've got, I think, over 600 supporters over on Patreon um, that, make, that make the show happen. And so what we do over on Patreon, we do three Sundays a month a, a live call called Resurrected where we teach a message from Scripture, and then we open up the call and we have conversation with the members uh, who are on the call that have something, questions they want to ask, something they want to share, whatever it may be. Uh, Resurrected is a, is 
an awesome program. What do we got? Over a hundred episodes of Resurrected yeah, on Patreon. Hundred and one. Yeah. So if you go on there, you can go back, scroll through that. Um, I've really been enjoying uh, the the kind of devotional that I've been doing on Patreon now for about the last month. So it's really when I think about what we do here in terms of content, we've got Instagram, we've got YouTube. And then we've got Patreon. And so it's it really cleans up in my mind to be able to segment the things that we do. It's like Instagram is for short form writing. It's more for like running and fitness. And that's that's most of that crowd, right? YouTube is like guns and po- politics and current events and gear and stuff like that. And then Patreon is like, where I'm, I get to, it's like my outlet to write about the things that I am, I'm, I'm studying in scripture. Uh, sometimes I'll post little short videos talking about that. Um, so we do a lot of stuff over there and those people, it's always just, I'm always really humbled that that many people would come and, and support, give their hard earned money um, to support what Three of Seven Project does, so they enable us to do a lot more than just the podcast. So, check us out on Patreon if you want to um, to join in on that, join in on the fun over there. All right, and Blake, training schedules up on the website, right? Yeah. So we got a couple basic course dates out. Mm-hmm. We've got a proving ground coming up in January, right? Yeah. So there's is there still any open spots for proving ground? Yeah, there's yeah maybe maybe ten or so. You're actively sending out invitations for that though, yeah. right? Yeah. So the proving ground's an amazing mission. We only run that well once a year. Yeah. So you only have one opportunity to jump in on that if you want to come out and train at the proving grounds. It's um super intense. Uh, you get to learn a lot of skills from land in depth like in-depth land navigation and application, uh, teamwork, leadership, communication. Uh, we use a bunch of the high elements out there. Um, tons of tons of skills-based, both, both mental, physical, and spiritual development at the Proving Grounds. It is the most, like, complex course just so just in it's like drinking through a fire hose it's like everything mashed into one weekend uh got a couple basic course dates and then got a couple of rop course dates out for next year so if you guys want to get in on that stuff right now is the time to start sending your applications in um, especially for the proving grounds and uh, the basic course only running twice a year so that's only 16 total people will be able to do the basic course next year and then the ROP course, we've just got a few out. So there's not a lot of spots, man. Uh, if you want to train, put your application in now because we'll actively be selecting based off of the applications that come in over the next couple of months for training next year. And if you don't want to train, well. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we'll leave it at that. Wow. Um, really? Uh, he was going to say. Shut up and don't listen to the podcast and don't talk to me. Yeah, I was going to say go somewhere else because you're not the right person uh, to, I I don't, you know, I I don't understand people that don't want to train. 
It's like my my dude. Here we go. My whole freaking life has revolved around training and becoming better. You tell them, boo. Uh, it has, and it's crazy to think that people, people that they just you're struggling, man. You can't seem to figure it out. You're struggling with all this crap. You can't seem to figure out how to how to lead the people around you, how to lead your family, how to lead yourself. You're struggling with your your fitness. You're struggling with your mindset. You're struggling with all this crap, man, and you wonder why? It's because you ain't doing jack squat to change it, man. You 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 want to go listen to some freaking crap on on online somewhere. You don't actually want to go do something that's going to cost you something. I gave my I, dude, I gave my entire 20s, my entire young adult life to training. It cost me a lot. A lot of freaking pain. It cost me a lot of money. It it put me a decade behind everyone else in terms of time that I could have spent doing something like building a business. Training is extremely important, and it is your basically your only way out of the bullcrap life that you might have right now. So do it or not, man. Talk about, all right, deodorant, man. Come on. <laughs> what do you want to talk about this deodorant? Uh, what do I want to talk about it? Yeah. Hmm. Well... I have a few things that fall under that category. Welcome to the podcast, by the way, Biscuit. Oh, thank you. Good to have you back. That's been a while. Yeah, it has. Um, I podcast queen. I yesterday in the morning before you worked out, you tried to hug me, and you smelled like old onions mixed with like Chinese food that had been on the counter for about three weeks, and it was so pungent. That it made me feel sick to my stomach. And I said, will you please just go put on some deodorant? And I buy all natural deodorant and I set it on your desk in your room for you. And you won't do it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you use Mm -hmm. training as an excuse. Like you'll be like, what? Last night I was like, did you ever put on deodorant? Because you still stunk real bad. You're like, no, I, I was going on a bike ride and I was going to sweat it all off. I don't think I said that, but. I think that's what you said. Well, okay. it can become a skin irritant. Mm-mm. Not the, the stuff I buy is like you could eat it. It's like food, but it just takes the edge off. Well, you don't rub it's, it's, tomatoes it, under your, you no, want that under it's your It's like arm. arrowroot powder, baking soda, and like lime and essential oils. Yeah, sounds like a skin irritant to me. No. Okay, so what? What's your question, Bebe? I, I don't have a stop trying to irritate me. First of all, stop. My, it's not a question; it's a discussion that I'm bringing up. Oh, that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why Chili's okay. losing his mind over here? The discussion is, mm-hmm. babe. I swear, if you don't stop. <laughs> Why can you? Why can you not let someone else take charge of the podcast for like three seconds I without mean, getting you, jealous and start being aggravated? You are in charge of the podcast right now. Then why every time I talk are you going? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm, 
I'm responding to what you're saying. I think it's, I don't think, I think just because people train hard, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't give them, it doesn't give them an excuse to smell mm-hmm. like a hole mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. and not brush their teeth and just, just hold on, hold on now. Are we talking about deodorant <laughs> or brushing teeth? We're just branching. Those are two different topics. We're just branching here. into hygiene in general. Cause I think mm-hmm. a lot of fitness people mm-hmm. and athletes <laughs> I hate you guys so much. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Never mind. Hmm. I <laughs> Well, I have a question for you. All right. Who all right. Blake, do you wear deodorant? I don't. No. Chili, do you wear deodorant? No. Okay. I don't I also don't wear deodorant. So we're gonna talk about that. Why we don't wear deodorant. Brooke's the only person in here that wears deodorant and she can talk about why she wears deodorant. Well, I have a question right off the bat. I I, I think what I... What is... We didn't define deodorant. Well, no. <laughs> well, well I, I took issue with you calling it all natural. It is all natural. I don't think a stick you go by in Publix made in a plastic tube that you roll up with that mm. little mechanism thing that's filled with all these things that you got to go manufacture in a lab and essential oil and all this you crap. You seen baking soda growing out in the, in the natural? <laughs> yeah. Where's I your baking soda I ain't seen arrowroot powder... <laughs> Nowhere near Tennessee, so <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You guys, all are, natural. Y'all are totally getting outside. You of know the how point. you? I eat seasonally, you know, and I also put things on my body seasonally. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The only all natural deodorant that I know of is charred hickory wood. Yeah. Say what? Charred hickory wood. You I seen that Chad charring your... some hickory wood. <laughs> yeah, you know that the charcoal stuff has been, you know, getting popular, but that's the Yeah, it has to be hickory though to wear as deodorant. So that's a that's a really great point, Chili. I mean, yeah, I mean, is it really natural? Is it really you, natural? You I mean, rubbing this lipstick on your Armpits. Yeah. And, and I mean, How like, natural are those Zen pouches he puts what? in his mouth? Oh well, they're not. But that's that's for to take up with him. Yeah, well, that's a whole different subject, boo boo. We're talking about deodorant here. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll kick this conversation off. I'll let you guys know. No, I already kicked it off. I'll, just so you know, you're just you're just you're just joining in. I'll let you know why I don't wear deodorant. Um, from from a health perspective. <laughs> you today <laughs> from a health perspective all right th- now this isn't my main reason but if we're just going to come at it from that angle um deodorant clogs your lymph nodes okay <laughs> so mm. you know a lot of people are dealing with problems with clogged lymph nodes <laughs> lymph cancer all this stuff they're lymphing around <laughs> you know you get your lymph nodes clogged and you start lymphing yeah okay so you know i hold on bro this is elite level podcasting here i i like my lymph to throw flow freely through my lymph nodes all right and and if i'm gonna rub some some stuff it looks like paste up on it it's obviously clogging them up okay And, and 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 i don't jump on the trampoline enough to clear them things out. So that from from a purely health perspective, that is one reason. Now I'll tell you more from a biological, you know, perspective here, which this is the main reason, all right? 
Look here. God created man the way he created man. And when a man works hard, he puts off a pungent odor. Okay? Now, that odor Mm -hmm. is made to attract females. Okay? (laughs) Now, what has happened is, is females have gotten so confused and so civilized that they think that they've got to everything that comes up into their nose has got to smell like a flower well what's happening is a man is working hard he's putting off this scent the woman smells the scent it immediately tells her that man has been working hard (laughs) and that tells her that man will be a good mate for her to rate, help her raise a family because he obviously works hard if he's smelling like this. Okay? Now, my wife is extremely attracted to me. <laughs> it's not because of the way I look. It's, it's not because of the way I act. It's because of the way I smell. And she don't even understand And she don't that. even know it. Mm-hmm. This scent coming off of me, going into her nose, <laughs> is drawing her to me so strong that there are some days I've got to beat her off of me with a darn stick, son. And Chili's seen what happens when I go out in public. Oh, it's pretty ridiculous. Oh, when, when I go out in public. Well, it is. Uh, this is half the reason I don't travel by myself. I've got to have somebody with me. To keep the women off of me. It's unbelievable. And that has nothing to do with anything about the way I look. It's the way I smell. So all of you men out there, if you're single and you you, you having trouble meeting a good woman, it's probably because you smell like a dang flower, man. And and let me tell y'all something about women real quick. Women think they know what they want. But let me tell y'all something that's true about women. You can give a woman every single thing. This is not going to go well. That she thinks she wants. Mm-mm. You you can do that. Get, go ahead. Quit shaking your head. Give her, give her everything she thinks she wants. Give her the house she wants. Give her the smell she wants. Give her the car she wants. Give, give her everything. Rub her shoulders. Rub her feet. Pat her head. Brush her hair. Look, do it all. Pat her head. Do it all. What the crap? That woman ain't going to be happy. She she won't be happy. The way you make a woman happy is you give her what you know she needs <laughs> and not what she thinks she wants. She don't even know what she needs. You that's right. Yeah. You give her what you know she needs and not what you think she wants. Yep. And that smell you're giving her <laughs> coming up out of off of your body when when you've been worked done worked yourself up into a lather like a savage, son. Sounds like Theo. That's just got urban. That's what she needs. But she don't even know what she thinks she knows what she wants, but she she don't know what she needs. Well, you That's know, why I don't wear deodorant, man. Everybody, you know, everybody okay. pushes this bod spray and this axe spray. Oh, yeah. And that's all, you know, 
people are about these conspiracies and they don't really know that the government is behind all of that because they know when you put that on, the women are actually not going to want oh, you yeah. and it's population control. Yeah, the government don't want you to reproduce. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so so well, they say, oh yeah, put this on, it's going to attract these women. What? Anytime you put that on, you'll never get no women. Yeah, there's what? well, there's chemicals and all that stuff that chemically castrate you, so... Yeah, that's 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 true. Yeah, and it yeah. repels them even if even if you know you wouldn't get even if it was healthy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like repellent. A hundred percent. Yeah, bug repellent by axe for women repellent. Yep. So like now that. you guys know why I don't wear deodorant, and now you're gonna know how to handle you your wife and and stuff a little bit better. <laughs> Quit trying to give her what she wants. You, I, I know y'all sitting on here thinking. Man, I have the same problem. I've get, I've given my wife everything she said she wanted, and she still ain't happy most days. Because well, you I, don't smell right. I just told you, dang problem, man. Why don't you wear deodorant, you? I don't want to. No reason behind it? Why don't you want to? It's hard to know. That's hard to know that for sure. It just really comes down to I don't want to. That's all there is to it. Well, just, do what? you not like the texture? I mean, well, why don't you want to? I don't. I try to limit the foreign substances that I put in or around my body, especially on your skin, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. I hadn't found a stick with enough aluminum in it to make it worth me wearing. It's got to be high aluminum. Oh. They, they have reduced a lot of that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Nowadays, I mean, don't know. work anyway. Mm-mm. So, Blake, you don't wear it because you can't quite find the right ingredient profile you've been looking for? Yeah. Okay. That's I remember legit. a long time ago, you used to have that salt stick. Did I? Yeah. You remember that salt stick? It was a Himalayan. Yeah, because you oh. would actually use it. It was oh, just Himalayan. Yeah, he rubbed salt in his armpits. <laughs> I did. <laughs> was it from Oregon? That added to my must. Was it from Was it from Oregon? Was it good salt? I don't even remember. That quality no, I salt. think it was a Himalayan salt. Oh. So there you, just, you go. <laughs> you used to put a salt stick on your underarms. Apparently, I did. I don't remember that, but wow. vaguely I remember it. But I don't remember what it was or why I was doing it. <laughs> um. All right, baby. Now I like that. the floor is open to you for rebuttals or to explain why you. Are the one who does wear deodorant. This was a formal debate here, and Chad just had a strong opening statement. What you got? Well, I'll just start my rebuttal with saying I am highly outnumbered. We're we're all we're happy you're here, baby. <laughs> I got YouTube. I got all the freaking gun loving. I just just certain type of men on YouTube, and then I have you three who always. Somebody's farting. Somebody stinks. Somebody brushed their teeth. Chili's probably the best, most hygienic one out of you guys. But y'all are rank. Yeah, he went to private school. Yeah, yeah. He y'all don't even are, know what overalls are. Yeah. Y'all are rank. Okay. Okay. So uh, make your argument. Uh, Convince uh, us uh, to wear uh, deodorant. I will accept the fact that I'm rank. the The argument <laughs> is if you have a spouse. Who you want to be close to. And you're like last night you tried to hug me in the kitchen and I pushed you off of me and I said, You're disgusting. Do not hug me. See, my wife doesn't respond that way to my stink. Well, I don't I well she's she, like, come here when I if I've been out running or working hard. I and think we I need come to get through and she gets right on behind me like she's down. 
you know, nose in there. I think we need to kind of lip curl, like you know. We need to talk to Caitlin about that. I don't think you need to speak for her. (laughs) We need to uh, confirm. I just think it's a courtesy thing. And where I wanted to go with this before you busted out all with all them lies, with all them lies you said earlier, all that stuff you thought sounded funny that you just said, Mm -hmm. that I, (laughs) Blake, shut up. I just think it's courteous. And I think if you want to be close to your spouse or your partner, and it's just a nice thing to do, and it takes about 10 seconds, and the kind of deodorant I buy does not have any health risks, and it's not going to give you clogged lymph. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So you just think it's a, it's more of a cultural thing then, huh? No, it's more of a, it's something I want you to do because your stink is awful and it bothers me. So you you're you're rebutting the statement that I made that nothing about the smell act- of your armpits attracts me to you zero. But how do you know nothing. that? It repels me. How do you know that? It literally makes me want to vacate the room. Then that's why, the domestic side of her responding. Yeah, why have you stayed so attracted to me over all the years? Then see see what what you're what you're saying here is not lining up with actually what has happened because if my stink repelled you the way you say it does then you would have left me long ago or became unattracted to me so i I write on our divorce paper that i'm leaving you because you're stink i'm sure that's happened before Mm -hmm. yeah no that's just something i have to live with it's not worth divorcing you over but it's definitely not fair hmm it's very similar well, to you farting in bed while we're going to sleep and refusing to brush your teeth ever. I brushed my teeth last night. He trims his beard for you. What else trim do you want? No, he, he did his trim his mustache. He's been getting better at brushing his teeth. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't even think Chad smells bad. What do you mean? He used Blakely's toothbrush when we went on vacation. Cat threw it away when we got back. She's smart. <laughs> she knows. I, I don't have my own toothbrush. Yeah, I, I use other people's toothbrushes. Well, you better still. I hope you still have the one that Ed gave you. It's somewhere. You ought to use it. Well, I'm saving that. All right. Yeah, I don't want to wear the bristles out. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I put up with a lot of gross stuff from you, and I myself am not very domestic in my habits culturally. If you were to compare me to most women, it would be very different. Well, that's where you're backing up because, you know. But look, so I'm I'm saying my standards are not crazy. And I'm not asking you to wear deodorant every day. I'm asking that would be optimal, but I don't think I'm going to get that. I'm asking yesterday morning, for whatever reason, you were rank. And I said, will you please go put on some deodorant if you would just do that for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did he do it? No. I got two words for you. Not happening. (laughs) (laughs) I got two words for you. No dinner. I got three words for you. (laughs) Deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, boys. That's right. I got five words for y'all. That's how you handle that. (laughs) Hey, boys. That's how you handle that. Hey, YouTube. Take lessons. That's how you handle that. Chili and Blake both know how when we get off of this... You'll be going, babe, I was just kidding. I'm sorry. What are you going to cook for dinner? I was I was just putting on a show because I had to. 
Please cook me dinner. Well, you do got to soften up a little bit around dinner time. <laughs> yeah. That's manipulation, Chad, coming out. Yep. Baby. Yeah. I, chili seed. You know why I was just kidding I about that. I didn't mean that. that. <laughs> <laughs> you do got to soften up around dinner and if, time. Can I Man, say, if, if you're single and you are looking to court a woman, do not listen to anything he just said. Because it was all ridiculous. Especially don't listen to what he said on the last podcast at the end. Uh, I, I seem to do pretty well. I have a beautiful wife of, of many years. Yeah, but you weren't spitting game when I met you. I have the woman of my dreams. You no, you ain't going to do this right now. What? I do. I have the woman of my dreams. So if you want the woman of your dreams, you should obviously do what the crap I'm doing. <laughs> Figure that out, son. Work it out in your own mind. Wear deodorant. For your wives, if you have them, or if you're single and you want a woman, wear deodorant. You can, you see a deer out there rubbing up against something that smells good during the rut? <laughs> can, nope. Can we just say real quick, like when I worked at the shipyard, a lot of times I was in tanks with other people and I was in close spaces and really large dumpy people tend to smell about like you did yesterday. And it's not from working hard. It's just because they got so much fat that they're more thermo. What's the word? They just, they get heated up quicker than skinny people. I don't mm. And so (laughs) if they're putting off that smell. Fat people don't smell like me. So you're saying women can detect the difference between a hard working stank. Oh yeah. And I'm just fat. So I'm sweating stank. Subconsciously they can. Yeah. They don't even know they can, but subconsciously it's happening. Mm. Well, for sure. That was such a good. That's such a good conversation. <laughs> yeah. So we quelled a lot of myths here. <laughs> quelled it. <laughs> on, on Is the, that a Bob White quail? Or? We quelled, quelled it. We quelled a lot of myths here on the podcast about deodorant, about women, about relationships, about marriage, and that's why you guys tune in. I hope. I mean, we're here. To share with you guys the things that have worked for us. Uh, Wait, if you... So that you can apply them. Can I just say, if if men don't have to wear deodorant, women don't have to shave anything. Period. I'm totally fine with that. No, you're not. Oh, yeah. You liar. Are you okay with that, Blake? If yeah, Kat just got long, hairy legs like you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Baby, you would be Went. sexy no matter whether you had hairy legs. I don't understand legs. why... I mean, what about armpits? Women never shave, anyways. What if when I went yeah. to itch my Nutter head? No, circus. He said hair's beautiful, and he's right. Yeah. If I went to itch my head in a big old bush, just boing right out like from Well, that armpit. happens a lot of times with you, anyways. What do you mean? <laughs> you, you acting like that's something that don't happen. <laughs> yeah, boo. There's, there's. I have absolutely no problem with that. I, I don't. I do not agree with all these cultural things that are. He's lying, chilly. You know, Is he? placed yeah. upon. Uh, a woman's, you know, body. I believe. I believe that. Well, a, how did those start? Well, a man, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, I don't know. I, I, how, how did it? How did it start that it was proper for a man to shave his face? It, it's all. It's all just ridiculous, stupid crap that people have come up with over the years, and. People are weird creatures. You know, human beings are actually, they have a herd instinct. Like, and so, 
people along the way, there's these outliers within humanity that kind of, they have something about them where they can like more guide the herd. They're not part of the herd. And so you get one of these individuals, you come up with whatever the crap you want and you can get the herd to buy into it. But people are herd animals, man. It, half the crap we do don't even make no sense. It's just because everyone follows the sheep in front of them. It's really strange how it works. Yeah, what's the point? And why, why is it culturally proper for a woman to shave her legs? Chili. It's ridiculous. Would you still be attracted to a beautiful woman who had legs as hairy as yours and bushy armpits? Oh, I'm unable to speculate. Chili's not attracted to women. What the do you heck, mean you're Blake? unable to speculate? Good Lord, Chili's getting <laughs> lit on this Jeez, episode, Blake. son. No, I, how could I speculate if, I mean... <laughs> he hadn't seen one like that yet. How could I speculate if a woman came up to me and she had hair on her legs if I would think she's attractive or not? I, I don't... Just Depends think, on the woman. Just think of a, a beautiful woman you've seen and then just in your mind picture her really hairy and just think, well, would that look good? Lord, yeah, it'd look good. It'd yeah. look natural. You like everything else natural. What are you not? I'm all for it. Okay. I am all for growing out all the yeah. hair. Sounds like you're against it. I'm all for it. Okay. Yeah, you, you know what we like to say here on the podcast, babe? Do what makes you feel good. Oh. Um. All right. Now, I want to share a scripture with you guys that I've read the other day. That's a hard shift. <sighs> Fifth to second. Hey, <laughs> hey, man, we got to we got to get back to we got to get back to some scripture here on the podcast. It's been a long time since we've talked about some. Some we of talked God's about word. scripture last week, man. What are, you, what are you talking about? Con- conspiracy bear says, thou shall not wear deodorant. <laughs> Sorry. I read this short three verses the other day in Ephesians. And I really liked it. You know, it's always pretty, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm taken aback a lot of times when I read scripture just at how it is written, like how well it is written, like how, so one of my, one of my favorite things to do if I make an Instagram post or something like that is I try to get the most meaning that I can possibly get out of the fewest amount of words. So like I'll write a, a post on Instagram and then I'll go back over it four or five times just looking at how I could remove words or or replace words to add more meaning. Almost like a poem. Yeah. Without I, structure in it. Yeah, I guess so. But that is the way scripture's written. It's there's so many parts where I'm like, man, how did this how did this guy write this? I mean, and at this length, how did he get so much meaning out of relatively few words 
Oh, and then I remember that all Scripture and all the men and women who are included in Scripture um, wrote by inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah, and women. It's, it's funny how God included a woman in his holy Bible, literally a book, a book, an entire book of the Bible was penned by a woman who was being guided by the Holy Spirit of Christ. Ha! Whoa! How about that? You appear to be making a larger point. It's just interesting. Think about it. I'm going to share the scripture with you from Ephesians chapter 5. This is 15, 16, and 17. See then that you walk circumspectly. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Do you know what circumspectly means? I have a uh, definition here. I don't know that I could give a good yeah, definition. Yeah, I, I had to look it up. Um, I mean, it, I had an idea. With direction, it means, but. Yeah, carefully. I had an idea. Walk circumspectly. Circumspectly in English means in a way that is careful and avoids risk. Walk in a way that is careful and avoids risk. This is what struck me so much about this specific verse is you guys know, if you've trained with us, how much we harp on being deliberate about everything you do when we're out in the environment that we're out in. Because most of the time we're training, there's some in, there is some inherent risk involved. There's danger involved. So being deliberate means that you are careful with every single step and that you avoid taking any unnecessary risk while you're out there. It's extremely important. It's, it's kept me alive in many situations. It's, um, it's served me well since I've been out of the military walking circumspectly. Now, when we apply this to our spiritual life and our walk with Christ, walking circumspectly or in a way that it avoids unnecessary risk, what does that look like, man? I've been thinking about that a lot. How much unnecessary risk do we put our, ourself or do we subject ourselves to that could potentially hinder our walk with Christ? We need to walk in a way that is careful and avoids those unnecessary risks. One that came right off the bat. I heard uh, I heard my brother Matt Brown say the other day, Matt's, Matt is, uh, he quit drinking. And I'm really proud of him. Man, he's 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 in the he's in the thick of it right now, and um, he just had a new baby, and he's in the thick of it. He's committed to getting off the alcohol. And you know, there's always this conversation in, in amongst the body of Christ of like, is it okay to drink a beer? Is it okay to have a drink of alcohol? 
And I think you can, I've heard cases both ways, but when we look specifically at this, Paul, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, walk circumspectly. Avoid unnecessary risk that's going to put yourself at hazard. Put your soul and your spirit at hazard. When you look at this, is taking a drink of a substance that could potentially send you down a bad, bad path. Is taking that drink of that alcohol, is that walking circumspectly as a believer? No, it's not, right? You're actively engaging in something that is risky because you don't know where that, you don't necessarily know. Even if, even if you've just been dabbling in alcohol for for. Years and years, you don't know when you're going to be in this place in your life. Maybe something tragic happened. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you're lost. Maybe you're just going a little off the rails and you take this drink of alcohol and it makes you feel real good, man. And you just kind of, you just kind of get sucked into it, right? So whether you think from Scripture, I've always leaned more toward, as a matter of fact, I'll drink a beer every now and then. I've always leaned more toward that. Like, I'm not going to judge a man for drinking a beer. I'm still not going to judge a man for, for, drinking a, for drinking an alcoholic beverage. But if I want to look at myself and say, you know what? Why am I putting myself at hazard here? This is not being deliberate in my walk with Christ. This is not walking circumspectly through this life as a believer in Christ, by engaging in an activity and intentionally subjecting myself to something that could put my body, soul, and spirit at risk. So that's just one. Another one I had on my mind. For, for guys, um, what about... Are you chewing gum? No. Uh, what about like in your workplace or out in public or, or, um, in, in, in any, even at church or at the gym and all these places for guys. I, so I have a policy. I will never find myself alone in a room with another female. If, in like a, 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 a social environment. Like if I'm going to the doctor's office or something, yeah, okay. But I'm not going to put myself in an environment around another female because that is not walking circumspectly. For you. It is potentially putting yourself at risk. Now, that's just a policy of mine. That's a policy that I have, all right? So think about that. Think about the environments you're putting yourself into, the activities that you're engaging in. Are you subjecting yourself, your faith, your walk with Christ to unnecessary risk? And if you are, it's pretty easy to change that. Just say, I'm not, okay, I, I, I see it. 
it's risky. I'm going to change that part of my lifestyle or my behavior before it could potentially snowball or not. Yeah, and it, it can be a risk for someone else too because just if you think like I could, I don't drink at all, but if I wanted to drink a beer, I could and not be tempted to drink more. But you also got to think about the company that you're in um, and because someone just seeing a beer who is, say Matt was here in the, the room with us and one of us cracked open a beer and we started drinking it, what's that going to do to him? What kind of risk is that going to put on him? Because now he's around that and he starts to think about, you know, the taste of it in his mouth and then that progresses to when he gets home, then he's wanting to drink again and you're putting unnecessary risk on other people depending on, you know, what it is and who's in the room. So you're you're essentially being a stumbling block for somebody. Mm -hmm. Can can you guys? I mean, can you guys? Those were just two that like popped into my mind. But are there any other areas of you guys' life or you know policies that you have for yourself or whatever that apply to this? Like that you have chosen to not do something so that you can avoid unnecessary hazard. Yeah, I think lately, not lately. I think there's a lot of things that I feel that conviction, like this is not making me a better person. It's not bringing me closer to Christ. Like I think a lot of music I listen to. Mm -hmm. Like I love, huge. love some old like rock, like I love Pantera. Pantera's got some pretty rough. I mean, it's, it's on a scale. It's not terrible, but it doesn't matter. It's not, it's not feeding into what the lyrics don't don't embody what I want, you know? Yeah. Um, social media is that for me, too. I know social media can be a positive thing, but it takes away time that I could be doing other things that I think are productive. And that's what I was thinking about that. You're, thinking, you're talking about things you shouldn't do or you could give away. Um, or you can monitor that are risky, but like also the, is it called circum? Circumspectly. It? Circumspectly. I would think that also means making sure you're keeping up with positive habits too, right? Like making yeah, sure, sure you're not dropping the ball on the things that you know feed into your relationship with Christ. Yep. Um, yeah, I think music and social media were the two that jumped out to me that I was like, I see stuff and I know like in my head, I think that I can handle this. I can listen to secular podcasts every day that talk about aliens and crazy stuff from a very atheist perspective. And like, I can say it's not going to impact me, but like if I genuinely do that every single day, is it not going to have to impact me long-term? Man, that's that's. Or, I'm so glad you brought that up, boo, because that is. I mean, you're talking about being deliberate or avoiding unnecessary risk in terms of the input. Like, what are you? You talked about spending your time, but what are you allowing in? Right. Well, that that was the first thing I thought about huge. when you said risk. That's huge, man. But for me, me personally. It's a balance. Like I know, like the two that you listed are something that kind of play to 
things that are important to you and that you value. And those might not be, other people might feel fine drinking a beer or they might feel fine being in a room or in the gym alone with a woman. And like, whereas I think everybody's is going to be different based on how well you know each other or yourself. But I think if making the change to mitigate the risk is really easy for you, it's not the right thing. Yeah. Um, like, like if, like it would be very easy for Blake to say, I'm never going to drink a beer again because it's not a problem for that him. That wouldn't be easy for me. Cause I love, I love craft beer. Right. So you know that it's more risky for you. Yeah. It's like just, just learning yourself and learning where your slippery slopes are and what you're predisposed to That's be. That's a good point, baby. I don't know. Yeah. And women love me. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's another f- reason why I just, I ain't going to be in the room with them. It's those pheromones you put off. So. Onions. Dude, the onion flavor. You added some really good stuff to the podcast, baby. Thank you for that. I can't believe a woman would add good stuff to the podcast. Can you, Chili? That was amazing. Can you? Chili, you got anything on this, man? Walking circumspectly? All right. Well, I'll hit you with the next thing. What about you, Blake? I was going to say music. That's a big one for me. It's just, yeah, not listening to music. And then, you know, aside from being alone in the, you know, in a room, you know, alone with a woman, period, it's just the, um, you know, wherever you see uh, pictures of lewd women and not giving that any attention, like even the littlest bit, uh, whether it's like a, you know, an ad or something that's on instagram or facebook or even on a website you know the the um i mean they're gonna they're gonna put that crap out there and you're gonna see it and so when you when you recognize it not stopping on the ad but just rolling on by and and not letting that little bit of potential for lust to to enter your your mind well i'll say this nobody's serious about uh cutting out all the stumbling blocks in their life or, or the potential stumbling blocks in life. I mean, nobody's serious about it. I mean, we carry around unlimited, uninhibited, free access to the internet all day, every day. I mean, nobody's serious about it until you throw that in the garbage. I mean, I, yeah, but- I saw recently, well, it, was, it, was, it was Ben Thomason, right? Said he was getting off his iPhone, just throwing that away. I mean, he's taking serious steps. I don't see very many people doing that. And you could argue, oh, well, I got to use it for this, use it for that. Yeah, well, I, yeah, that's why I've still got mine. I mean, I'm going to throw it in the ocean in 2028, no matter what. But until then, I mean, I'm still using it. I so, mean, that, that's a conversation. I mean, I, I, have, a, I have a genuinely rebut, rebuttal, a genuine rebuttal to your statement. Well, I didn't make a statement. I just, other than I, the only statement I made was that Oh, you made a statement. Yeah, the statement was that nobody's serious about cutting out all of their, all of the potential stumbling blocks, and let, if you carry that around, that was my statement. Well, well, what about what about the fact that this device is definitely a unbelievably potential massive stumbling block, but. W- how do you contrast that with the fact that it can it can allow you to well essentially do everything that we do in helping other people all over the world the the seeming probably 
Well, but I'm can saying, be, the, should the, you the, not the, use something? The, for, the, thou, the, thou, the thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of lives that God has used us to, to impact. What through, are you, well, what are you saying? I, this did, I didn't say it couldn't be used for that. So then, if it, if it can be wielded in that way, do you still stand on the ground that it, even though it can be wielded that way, you should still throw it out? I didn't say you should throw it out. I said you're not real serious about cutting out everything unless if you do still have it. And I'm not saying that you should get rid of it. I'm just saying to say that you should cut them all out or you have to cut them all out or that, I mean, then you could you couldn't have a lot of the things that we have if you, if you had to cut it all out. I don't think the actual goal is to cut out any possibility that you might stumble. If you, if you want to, if that's the premise, I I reject that. Well, what does walk circumspectly mean to you then? I, I mean, I think it means, I don't know, actually. I mean, I don't, I don't fully know what, what that looks like totally played out. Like, I don't think, I don't think that I can read that and then go, okay, well, now I know what to do with everything. I don't think so. I mean. Well, I don't think you'll ever get everything right. Yeah. I mean. A hundred percent. I don't think you'll ever get everything right. But walking in a, in a manner, at making your best effort to avoid unnecessary risks, um, your best effort, right? Yeah, well, you I, know I think, I'm hung I, up on that. I, I think mean, the, the 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 important thing that we can take from that specific verse right now that can be applied is just take a little inventory mm-hmm. of our of our lives and pray for the Holy Spirit to kind of rev- maybe reveal to us things that might be potential risks for us that we might just be missing and. Um, Start out with just making one little change. Good advice. Yeah. I yeah, mean, you know, I mean, w- one thing that I guess might seem different or maybe not. Uh, I mean, it is a risk, but it's it's kind of a little bit different. But, I I mean, I will want to, um, I will tend to want to hoard things like my money and my materials and my things. And that's that's not right. So to walk circumspectly in that is to be conscious of that and to give give money, give things to other people, and that's me avoiding the risk of hoarding it all to myself, which I know isn't right. So, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I guess maybe a little more proactive than, than reactive in that way, but it, I think, you know, for people that are thinking of what this could be in their life, it, it could be whatever tendencies you have and you know that they're wrong and actively doing something before they become a problem. Yeah. You know, so. I love that. That was my thought too was, was like my personality type and it's just one of many is I could take this concept like of what we're talking about of mitigating risk and removing things from your life that could, you know, inhibit you having a deeper relationship with Jesus. I could go crazy with it. I could go so black and white or like, I mean, to me, the vision of like, you get, go full Amish, huh? Yeah, exactly. Get rid of it all. Okay. Go move out off the grid 
we were talking about this the other day. How much more time will we spend reading our Bible if we didn't have all the distractions we have? But in every time period, all the way back to the time of Jesus, people dealt with things in their culture and in their time period that would detract from their relationship with Christ. And I like what Blake said. It's like, you need to find your things. Like, what are the things you struggle with? What are your, like, I like to call them hooks. Like, what are the things that are going to grab you, mm-hmm. you know? Potentially, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and learn those, and that's what you need to focus on instead of trying to, to good Lord, optimize. I mean, because that would be just like stressful if you said, the only way I can have a good relationship with Christ is to completely get rid of my phone. Yeah, and that wouldn't even be true because that could be a good way to have a relationship with Christ. I mean, if you're, you know, using it for good things. Yeah. And the question becomes, if something can be used for bad, should you not use it for good? I mean, you think about weapons, you think about your phone, you you know, uh, electronics, internet, all of that stuff can be used for extreme bad, and is. Mm -hmm. But should you not wield it for the good because it's being used for bad? If you can, certain people can't wield it. Yeah. But if you if you can, then yes, wield it for the good. Yeah. But be honest with yourself if you can't. Right. Now, Chili, get your mind. All right, start warming those cogs up. I want you to help me understand this next verse, all right? Warm these cogs up. You ready? Are you ready? Huh? No. Why are you trying to no, irritate him right before you try to engage him? I'm not. I, I want him to help me understand this next verse. Well, I have a question, but it may take too long to answer, so go ahead. You know he hates when no, you talk about his cogs. We don't have to move on to the next verse if you think. We'll we- try to keep this concise then. Do we have an obligation? It's it's almost as if you talk as if we have an obligation to use social media for the good because it exists. Do you think that's the case? No, not everyone. Okay. Then that's all. I just wondered that. Not we don't even have to go further into it. Go ahead. All right. I really do want you to help me understand this next verse or just let me know what you think it means. All right. The next verse in verse 16. So we got, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time. And Paul says this again by inspiration of the Holy Spirit in Colossians. And let's see, what verse is that? Four or five. He says, walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. And here he says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Do you have any insight on what that means? Redeeming the time? Mm. Not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Well, I would, I would need to, I would rather look at the original language of that, but it, the focal point obviously is of the word redeem, which the word redeem in that context, if you think of like redeeming a, uh, maybe like a uh, a coupon or something. <laughs> you go to the grocery store and redeem it for, 
you know, it's it's for for the the thing that you're trying to buy. I have the definition here for redeem. Well, I know what the word redeem means, but I mean, what what did he mean by saying redeem the time? Because if you if you think of redeeming in that way, how could you redeem time? I mean, you're given in a certain amount of time. And then if you redeem it essentially by choosing to walk in that way versus not, that's almost redeeming, reclaiming the time to be used better than the alternative. I mean, there, there's, there's... That's the way I took it. I mean, there's endless options for how you can live your life. It's endless. I, I took it that same way, exactly where you went with it. Redeeming, the definition as a verb says... Take back. Compensate for the faults or bad aspects of something. Um, or gain or regain possession. Yeah. That's right. So the way I took this personally, thank you for giving me a little confirmation and the way the Holy Spirit allowed me to interpret this. He just manipulated you into... I, no, I mean, I... I, I, I to contributing I, chili. Chili is extremely intelligent, man. I wish he would comment more on the Bible because he, he knows the Bible. He really does. He knows it well. He's, Paul says, not as fools, but as wise. When I read that, it immediately made me think about all the time I wasted, in, I have wasted in my life being a fool and, and e- walking as a fool. And even times now, I spend seasons and days where I'm just chasing foolish things. I'm having foolish thoughts and but as wise, redeeming the time. So what I took away from that was I am um, I'm compensating for the time that I've wasted yeah. as a fool by walking in a wise manner in following Christ. And, you know, everybody wants to uh, change the world and change other people and, cha- and reverse the direction that the world is going in and, and the country's going in, but they won't do that. They won't, they won't change themselves first. Mm. I don't understand how you can change the world when there's dirt all over yourself. I don't, I don't, I think that's a, I think people will read a lot of, uh, the Bible and say, well, this is talking about how we change the world and how, you know, we impact people and we do all this, but they don't, but really what it's all talking about is the individual becoming more like Christ and the individual redeeming, not redeeming themselves, being redeemed and then as a product of that, the world has changed. Mm. That's a big distinction. And that's a huge distinction. It's the problem with so much of how people, many people approach trying to apply things that they read. Is They take it to mean like, Oh, I'm supposed to go do this to 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 change people and change the world, but it's about changing yourself, and then, like I said, the product of that is what they're trying to accomplish without 
without doing the work without the prerequisite work yeah. that's that's i don't think i can articulate that well but i'm pretty convinced that the the crux of the issue is not that there's not enough people that want to change the world and are willing to try to change the world it's they don't know how to do it and they're going about it the wrong way yeah i've always thought you know people will this applies to a lot of different things, but parenting, um, marriage, relationships, like people read all these parenting books and marriage books on how do I be a, a better father, a better husband, a better child of God. And they're looking for all these things like, oh, well, I just do that. And I've always thought that you just, if you'll just look at yourself and change yourself, then the people that are around you will begin to change too. Because you're you're you by you doing that you're creating a better environment, and you're creating a better uh, you know experience, I guess, for for the people that are living around you, and that's how you change. I mean, to Chili's point, that's how you redeem your time is is by changing yourself, looking inward, and not how can I change this person or that person or what can I do to this person to make this better. Well, that's the perfect example because in particular, people want to change governments. Well, the smallest form of government is the family. So to look at the family, people are often confused why their children talk in a way and their speech patterns are a certain way that they find undesirable. And they go, I don't I don't want my child talking that way. Well, in the world we live in now, they could have gained some of that from social media or TV or whatever. But they learn to talk that way because that's how you talk. Yeah. That's uh, exactly what you said. Yeah. Uh, that's so how would you go about changing that then? If that, if you find yourself in that position, would you go about trying to ch- take your kid to a, some therapist and have them work on the way your child talks and this and that? No, you'd start talking different. Yeah. That's how you do it. I mean, it's, it's that, and that, that same principle applies on up. Yeah, that's that's not that hard. That is not hard. I'm not saying it's not hard to do that and and, and for that to take off in the scale that it would need to. But that the, the the concept isn't difficult. But yet, seems to me that the concept is still not grasped. That you should change yourself versus change this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's solid and. I think it even ties in with the the last part of that verse. Why why do we even need to have this conversation? Why do we even need to <clears throat> have this self reflection about re- redeeming our time? As as Chili and Blake just explained it, it, it needs to happen because the days are evil. The days are evil. Everything ain't just good. Yeah. Everything ain't never been just good. <laughs> so. And in the last verse I wanted to hit, uh, hit I'm going to send this one over to Biscuit and then to Blake. Help me understand this. Mm. Paul says, again, therefore do not be unwise. He hits that again. And he gives us the explanation of what it means to not be unwise. But understand what the will of the Lord is. So how... Do we understand what the will of the Lord is in order to not be counted as unwise? 
walking through this life. What do you think, Bis? I think that there's a couple ways. You could study your Bible. Um, you could also, well, you need to do both. You can rely on the discernment that God gives you throughout your day, you know, to know whether you're making good decisions or not, just by your convictions, you know, and I think that's somewhat reliable, but one or one of both of those. What do you think about this, Blake? How do we know what the will of the Lord is? Well, I mean, the I think that's pretty, the will of the Lord is, is pretty simple, but you know, if you're talking about specifically for yourself, that could be different for everybody, but it says, do not be unwise, and then what did it say? It says, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, it's almost saying that, um, you know, you have to be wise to understand the will of the Lord, and then, you know, what is wisdom? And, you know, the Bible says that the beginning of all wisdom is the fear of the Lord, so uh, respect for the Lord and so where that leads you is is serving God, and then the God's will is revealed to you specifically, I think, through experiences, through the Holy Spirit, and you going through experiences and reflecting on those experiences. And that's where, at least that's how it was in my life, uh, for, you know, for talking about, like, what should I be doing specifically with my life? Like, what am I passionate about and those kind of things. Uh, that's how it was in my life was that I had these experiences. I found out what was not, uh, what I was not passionate about, which is just as important as finding out what you are. And through wisdom and fearing the Lord, that's where it all begins. Um, so you be unwise. So don't be unwise so that you can understand what the will of the Lord. I mean, it kind of tells you, but that's how that played out in my life personally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. The Holy Spirit of Christ leads us in all understanding of of, of Scripture. Yeah. So I, I talked about the other day, people that don't have, have not received Christ, and they don't have the Holy Spirit. They try to read the Bible, and they can't understand it. Mm-hmm. And it's because even in, even in the understanding of Scripture, the true understanding of Scripture, the Holy Spirit leads us in that. The Holy Spirit leads us in the understanding of our experiences and what we, what we are learning from those things and taking away from those experiences. So then the question becomes, well, how do we enter into this? How, how do we nourish this relationship with the Holy Spirit? Or how do we learn to trust the Holy Spirit? Well, or not learn to discern your Holy Spirit from the flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Totally. know which is which so in in order to be in order to be in in relationship or to have trust with someone what do you have to do with them you have to spend time with them right yeah. it boils down to that really what it boils down to anyone that you anyone that you learn or that you come to the place where you trust them you're in relationship with them. You have to spend time with them. Yeah, and you got to take some risk too, because uh, in order to build the trust, you have to. I mean, first, the first few times, you have to risk and say, "Well, 
they might not follow through on their promise. They might not commit mm-hmm. to, they might not follow through with what they committed to. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, that reflects trust, right? Um, as far as um, human and human relationship goes. So it requires not only spending time together, but also um, opening, opening up enough to where like you're going to take some risk. Like mm-hmm. you might, you might not, you might get hurt a little bit and not trust that person, but you've got to open that up enough to be able to build the trust. So for me personally, what spending time in spending time with the Holy Spirit looks like for me, that to me, primarily for me personally is in, in prayer. And it, it might it might just be I might not even be saying anything. It's just take setting aside the time to just seek this relationship with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, setting that aside, and the Holy Spirit will not fail you in that. But it goes back to the thing that that's been on my heart so much here lately is that we find time to do everything else in our lives, but we will not make the time to just be focused on whether it's through prayer, through reading of Scripture, whatever, we will not make the time to do that. And we wonder why we feel disconnected in our faith. We're we're so confused by it. Me, I go through seasons like this too, me included. I find myself, I have time to listen to a five-hour-long podcast. I have time to get my two workouts in a day. I have time to work on my 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 bike and my gear and i have time to do work answer emails all and, and then by the end of the day what do i give to this relationship that guides me in all wisdom what do i give to this being that guides me in all wisdom through my life five minutes and i wonder why i'm I'm struggling to have wisdom and discernment in, in, in spiritual matters. It's absolute it's an absolutely necessary component to our relationship with Christ. Yeah. We have to offer our time, if you want to say as a if you want to look at it as a sacrifice, it, but it's it's not it's it's what is going the time is what is going to produce what you're looking for. Yeah. But well, we just won't do it, man. We we have we have we know we all have our own excuses. Me included. We all have our own excuses. But if that's you and you say, dang, <laughs> I have been feeling disconnected from Christ and I can't I can't really understand what the Bible's trying to tell me. My faith is like wavering. And you're like, but yeah, man, I spent like a total of 15 minutes this week trying to read scripture like five minutes a day or or just like sitting in quiet and prayer and seeking, just, just crying out to God on my knees, submitting to him, 
submitting to Christ, you know, checking the posture of my heart as I approach the throne of Christ in prayer, I've spent like five minutes doing that. That's what I was going to say. Just make some time, man. The posture of your heart, because you do have to give that time, but someone might be thinking, <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to up my time to an hour. And you sit there, you, you know. That's my thought, The too. posture of your heart. It's not, it is the time that matters. Like, that has to be there. But it's the posture of your heart, because God can, can yes. share something with you in 30 mm-hmm. seconds that totally changes your life. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter, but... If the posture of your heart is right, you will want to spend more time. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like the amount of time you're spending is a reflection of the the posture of your heart and the desire of your heart. You know, it's so funny that the single, <laughs> probably the single biggest question that we should all figure out is, well, the two is what are we supposed to be doing? Why are we here? And where the crap are we going when we leave here? Because we're leaving here. Yeah. We ain't going to be here long at all. We're leaving here. And we spend all of our time on things that impact us while we are here. And we never come to a good foundational confidence about what happens when we leave here? Yeah. And so that that kind of, we carry that around, right? But if you don't set aside the time to seek the Holy Spirit, to strengthen your faith, your understanding, your wisdom in all things, there's going to be a day that you're going to lay down to die and this is going it's going to slap you upside the face hard son I say man I spent all that time yeah working on this doing that trying to do this doing that and now here I am and I don't know what the crap's about to happen to me yeah yeah well, but it it it's there it's there for you don't just spend one time this might this is this is a ongoing process and commitment. Well, can I like the way you just worded that about like getting ready to die makes in like oh crap. It's like theoretically couldn't you have proclaimed Jesus that you that you know that he is the son of God and you ask for forgiveness and you and you might only spend, you might spend less than five minutes a week reading your Bible or in prayer. But you can still know where you're going when you die. I think the, what you're doing, the work you're talking about is just going to improve your life here. Well, I think it's the, the grief that you would feel of wasted time. So this is, doesn't, you know, uh, you don't, earn your salvation. This is not reflective right. of yeah. your salvation, right. but you lay there and you might say, yeah, I know I'm going to heaven, but man, I wasted 60 years of my life yeah. and I I didn't share the gospel with these people. I didn't live out what I knew I should be living out and who is now 
going to hell because I didn't do my job or, or you know, right. whatever. You've, it, you, I think that's... It, it's like, that's kind of playing to what I'm saying is like, you've just done yourself a disservice. Yeah, like, you're right. Where you're, you're going... Well, yes. You're right. it, where you're going is probably going to be the same, but you could have put in a lot more effort and you probably could have had a better quality of life, enjoyed life more. No doubt the Bible tells us that if, if you're putting in that work you're going to have more jo- more joy and more happiness. Well, I think it's it's that, yeah, but it, it's also the fact that w- you you have been saved, you have been redeemed through your faith in Christ and through his grace. All right, so you can be saved but you can still not be very confident. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this. Is there a template for this? Like you're saying five minutes a day. Less. No. And I know the answer to this question. I'm just trying to talk about it. Like what's the template for somebody who wants to get this right? And who wants, because you were saying if you're feeling doubtful, if you're like kind of curious, if you're not feeling really rooted in your faith or connected to God. There again, I think the I think the Holy Spirit leads us in all things to include that template for you. The template is to pray without ceasing and do it twenty four seven and have God always on your mind. And I mean that would be the goal, right? Yeah, but but I I think I think all you know you're exactly right. I mean that's what that's what Scripture but says. That's but, a very gray template. Like what does that so look like the way that person? the way that looks at the way that looks in my life? It, so. When I, um, and that's all I can speak for is the way I've walked this out in my life. It's like when I get in these seasons where my faith is wavering or I'm feeling real disconnected from, from the Lord, um, it's like the Holy Spirit's leading me in that because he's, it's like tapping on my shoulder like I want more time. Like you, I, you gotta, you gotta give it, this, this is happening. So, so then you, you may, you do that and then you're, you're. Do what? You, you give the Holy Spirit through as, as much time as, as, as it takes. And for you, that's prayer. Is that what you're referring to when you say give him time? For, for me personally, that it, it is, it is setting aside uninterrupted time. Like I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not talking to you. It's uninterrupted. Yeah. I'm either going to pray. I'm going to be quiet and ponder and seek the Lord. I'm going to read scripture. A lot of times it's a combination of all of that. Right. Yeah. I mean that you, you do all those things and that is really what feeds you. That that's what gives you knowledge. That's what allows you to be able to pray without seeing. You know, throughout there's multiple scriptures in the Bible. Um, in the Old Testament, it says, "This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night." And then you know, we in the New Testament talks about pray without ceasing. And the way I've always thought about those things is just that in everything that you do, you view it through the lens that Jesus is viewing it. All right. So I'm, I'm having this interaction, you know, what, 
what, what it, what, why am I having this interaction or, or what does God think about how I'm about to respond or just responded? Uh, how can I, how can I put Jesus on display in this situation? And so to me, that's what those things mean is that you're really, you're viewing everything, your entire life through the lens of Jesus. And, but those things that Chad is talking about are absolutely necessary because how can you view stuff through the lens of Jesus if you never read it and understand how he views things and not in touch with the Holy Spirit so that he can show you that. And But for different people, like for him, that's what the, clearly the Holy Spirit's calling him to do is to read and study more. Uh, for me right now, yeah, it's probably that I do think about interactions that I have and, and throughout the day just reflecting on how is this viewed through the lens of God. And so to me, that's how much it should be. Like that's the standard. Every single thing that you do and every interaction you have and every minute that you spend, is it worthwhile or are you just doing it because, uh, all right, yeah, cool, I got to put this gear on my mountain bike. Well, then you start to think, well, why am I even doing this mountain bike ride and how can I use this mountain bike ride for and take it down the rabbit hole really because then you think, you find out how much more you can use what you're doing for good than just as a self-serving act or um, a, a selfish desire to go do something or have something. Yeah, and we, we kind of talked a little bit about this on our run the other day, Boo, kind of that what Blake's talking about, pray without ceasing. And I think it even ties into what you were talking about, about the posture. Uh, it's, it's all about the posture of your heart yeah. and your mind. Right. That's where my mind is going with this conversation is kind of similar to what me and you talked about is like, I just feel like this conversation people are, I think it's a good thing that people are questioning and thinking like reflecting how much time a week do I spend reading my Bible and praying? And that is a really important question to ask yourself, but also how much time do you spend serving others? and being a good husband and being a good father and volunteering somewhere. And um, like, are those also, can those also feed into your faith and your relationship with Christ and strengthen those? And does that fall into the template that we're talking about? If you are doing them to emulate Christ, yes. So if you, you know, if you know your set aside time to read, the Bible and study that night, but your whole family's out in the backyard, your wife and your kids. And you know that, that, that time is like that you need to go lead your family as Christ leads you right? and be an example for them. If that's the reason you're doing it. Yes. A hundred percent. If you're taking that time to, to emulate Christ intentionally, and you're not taking the time to serve other people because it makes you just feel like a better person. See the difference? I could say I'm going to go down here to the homeless shelter and serve people because it's going to make me feel like I'm a better person. Or I'm going to go down here to the homeless shelter and feed people because it allows me to be an example of Christ to them. So it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's all about the posture of your heart and mind for sure. Yeah, and you assess those things not so that okay, well, I'm not spending enough time in the Bible. Let me do that more. Or I'm not serving a pe- I'm not serving people enough, so let me do that more. 
it's not so that you can do it more. It's so that you can correct the your heart. That yeah. those are all like, and you it's know, so that you can draw nearer yeah. to the Holy Spirit, which will increase your faith, your confidence in your eternal life, your understanding of Scripture, the wisdom that you have as you move through this world and encounter all these different situations. And that's the thing, man, setting aside the time. And I'm glad you brought up the other ways to set aside the time other than studying Scripture, prayer, and all that, which are necessary, but there are other ways to set aside time. And what I'm, the, the foundation of this is the Holy Spirit of Christ will not fail you in that. Yeah will not fail you in that. It's a fail-safe. It's, it's, he's going to show up yeah. for you. Your, your faith is going to become stronger. Your understanding of Scripture is going to become better. Your, your wisdom, and by wisdom, I mean the, the wisdom that is in, I mean wisdom by God's standard, is going to increase. All that's going to happen. If you will give the time, but it is one of the hardest things that you're going to try to implement in your life, man. It just reminds me of like y'all training for these races. It's like if you show up and you're postured where you're ready to actually put out and work hard, you don't show up to a training run just like me, you know, like if you consistently do that over time, you are going to be a better runner, period. Yeah. Like the formula is just that you will improve. Like yeah. there is no other it just is. Yeah, if you're intentional with that time. Right. Totally. All right. Well, thank you guys, man. You guys all added great conversation to the podcast. I was really happy to get back into scripture on the podcast. It's been a little while since we've really got in. I mean, we spent almost an hour just breaking down three verses of scripture. Chili, I'm going to give you a check today. Check the box today, man. You did good. I was glad to have you add to the to the show today. Really proud of you, man. You've come, come a, a long way. You've come a long ways, buddy. This is awkward. Come a long ways. Get that shoulder rub. So, uh, yeah, I'll give you a shoulder rub after we're done here. All right, guys, we'll look for the YouTube video coming out about uh, me and Chili having a thumb war and a arm wrestling competition. Oh, it's going to be so good. Um, it's going to be so good. And again, if you feel led to, join us on Patreon for everything we're doing over there. We appreciate your support. If you're already over there, Blake's got the training schedule on the website. And get you some hoist at drinkhoist.com. It makes a difference. We love you guys. Enough said.